members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Big Dalton. It is June the 9th. It is a fucking Tuesday. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I see the OG Army is forming up in the chat box. Always happy to see you guys here. Uh, we're going to have a hell of a show. We're going to talk about things and stuff, possibly both things and stuff. Uh, so how'd your day go, Ryan? That was a long fucking day. How about you there, Jay? Uh, also a long fucking day. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, as you guys all know, I'm back to work. Uh, and this is the last day before the club is open for the public. Well, not the public, for the members, rather. So it was a busy day of doing things and, you know, uh, while uh, also intercepting many, many, many phone calls uh, from the members with questions and reservations that they wanted to make since they now can. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good day. I, I, I like being busy. I always have that faint sense that I'm forgetting something. And in certain cases, it's right. But as we mentioned before, I've kind of worked out a system to, to remind me of the stuff I forget. Um, all kinds of things to talk about today. Uh, right off the bat, I am happy to announce that this Sunday at six o'clock, we will be having the returning of Serena Jesus, the Southlaw, the Southpaw outlaw, uh, Invicta fighter and a friend of the show. Let's just see if you can pronounce that name right on Sunday and not fuck it up again. <laughs> let's, let's just hope. Um, <clears throat> I uh, reached out to her again, reached out to her again uh, today, and uh, she said she'd be more than happy to do the show. So I'm looking forward to having her on. She's uh, always fun to talk to, and and a cool person in general. Um, we'll we'll be talking about uh, various things, obviously the coronavirus, uh, or, or any upcoming fights she might have, um, and who knows what else. As far as topics go, I actually have a shitload today because I thought of a new method for keeping track of my. Uh, uh, topics which uh, you guys don't need to know about. I have to have some secrets for the show. <laughs> Do you got anything you want to talk about before we get into it, Ryan? We have plenty of things, actually. First of all, like, are are you sure you want to do that on a Sunday, knowing our Canadian uncle's drinking habits? Oh, geez. Um, I that was the day I told her we could do it any day of the week at six o'clock, and that was the day that she picked. Uh, so. Uh, However, I don't know. That might be a, an interesting interaction uh, either way. So, <laughs> hey, I'm down uh, to as you know from people, uh, having her on the show. Right, right. As you know from having her on the show last time, uh, we don't have to worry about uh, her handling herself in that situation. It's basically, you know, uh, how badly it's going to go for grad. <laughs> uh, I, don't I, love, know. I lo don't get me wrong. I love Uncle Canada, uh, but he makes Grab for an interesting guest when he's been drinking. So other oh, than yeah. that, oh, yeah, God damn, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. So other than that, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk so, yeah, about well, today. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about today just surrounding yeah. the UFC. Like Fight Island is now oh, yeah. official. It is Abu Dhabi, like we said it was going to be. Obviously, yes, it is. Gilbert Burns got offered the fight that Masvidal didn't want to take a pay cut for. So uh -huh. there yep. will be so three title coming. fights on that first Fight Island card. 
Oh, so I haven't actually looked at the, the actual card. Yeah, so one is the rematch of Max Holloway and Volkanovski. Oh, nice. Uh, the other one is Burns versus Usman. Mm-hmm. And then the third... Fuck, now I don't remember what the third was. Come on, dude. There's another hey, one. Hey, use your brain. Come on, dude, dude, you can do it. Hey. <laughs> or is that, or is you, that where they're doing... Uh, no, that's where they're doing uh, Aldo Yan, right? Oh, right, right, right. And I love Aldo to death. He does not deserve a title shot. Come on. You know, there's well, so many not other after people. last weekend. There's, yeah, exactly, there's three yeah. people you could put in that fight, and it would probably be better than having Aldo in there. But hey, still, yeah. three fights on there. Yeah, like, oh, three yeah. Three title fights on there. Like, I wonder what they're going to fill the rest of the card with. But, like, that's an actual pay per view right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- th- well this one's going to be really big uh, because. It, it'll be the first opportunity that all of the non-United States fighters will have to fight because they couldn't come into the United States to fight before, you know, and they still can't really with all the quarantine rules. And that's the main reason that uh, they, they're having this entire fight island thing so that the non-U.S. fighters get a chance. And there's tons of big names uh, outside of the U.S. So there'll be a, all kinds of like high level fighters that if they want to, this will be their chance to fight a whole bunch. Yeah, we'll see how all of that goes. Like, eh, pretty much going to be out in you know the middle of the fucking desert. So yeah, that should I, be fun. They'll yeah, be fighting at so mm-hmm. at local time. They'll be fighting at five thirty a.m. Oh, uh, okay. I assume that's to try to have it as uh, cool as possible. Uh, but boy, that's going to fuck with their internal clocks, isn't it? No, it has nothing to do with the uh, the temperature. It's so it lines up with our pay per view time. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I guess that's right, huh? <laughs> yeah. It'll just it'll just be a lucky thing that it'll probably be cooler than it would be. Uh, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't be much difference between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m., huh? <laughs> yeah, the fucking UAB in the middle of June and July. God mm-hmm. damn. I oh, wouldn't God, want to yeah. be there. No. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, and I, and I saw just a brief uh, map picture of it. And it doesn't even look like it's a real island, if from what I understand correctly. It's just like you know, barely like I, I'd have to look at. It. I didn't. I didn't barely glance at it. Do you know anything about that? It's not even a real island. I think it's one of those man-made islands that they do a bunch of out there. Oh it's yeah, it's just yeah. a bunch of oil money doing whatever they want. Like my only hope there is they're not using that same stadium they used before, uh, that Ferrari place that's like an outdoor arena. Right, right. Outdoor there would be fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, I know that'd be. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even interested in seeing fights uh, when it's that hot out because it's going to affect everybody so much. You, I don't know. Uh, but th- on the map, it looked like it was like a mile away from their international airport or some shit like that. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes away from the Abu Dhabi airport, I guess. Uh, okay, so it's not really out in the middle of nowhere. I, when you know, when you say Fight Island, I'm like, oh, cool, tropical island in the middle of nowhere, fucking, you know. The, I could see the fighters taking a shit. You, know, you remember Mortal Kombat, the movie? That's what I, the kind of shit I was thinking. You know, they're all taking a creepy ship to the to the spooky island to fight. <laughs> um, well, my hopes and dreams have been dashed, to be honest with you. Yeah, not so much. This is just one of those, I guess, technically it's an island, so we'll call it Fight Island. Right, that's bullshit. Situations there. Dana White sold us some wolf tickets, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, like he hasn't done that before. No, I trust the guy. Normally, he's bald. You, you you can always trust bald people. Yes, the bald father would never steer you awry. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. What else you got, Ryan? Well, the other thing with UFC, um, so in August, we get the trilogy. 
Daniel Cormier versus Stipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not excited about that fight, even though I couldn't tell you who's going to win. I don't know. I'm, I'm, Cormier is, is such a uh, hot and cold person for me. I, I, sometimes I love him, and other times he'll say shit, and I'm like, really? Really? Um, uh, which makes me you know, kind of indifferent about this fight. I'm a big fan of, fan of Stipe, um, which I guess is the other reason I'm not a big fan of this fight, because I don't want him to lose. <laughs> And Cormier is one of the few people that I think has a, a reasonable chance of beating him. I think he has more than a, just a reasonable chance. Like he starched him the first fight. He was winning the second fight until Stipe started landing those body shots. Like I think DC can probably course correct and, and squeak out another win. Right. The only question is, is if when he, uh, when Cormier fig- figures out a defense to that strategy that Stipe came up with, if Stipe is able to also adjust or not, you know, uh, to find another path uh, to win. So, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't have said a reasonable chance. He has actually a really good chance. Uh, so I don't want to see that fight at all. <laughs> Cormier should retire. Why? Because I don't... Because I don't want to see Stipe uh, lose. He seems like a really awesome guy. You know, the entire firefighter thing. You know, um, just like a regular Joe. Same way I liked uh, uh, Chris Lydell. No, not Lydell. Uh, the, the he was also a uh, firefighter, I believe. Uh, Chris that's, uh, that, was that it? Yeah. Oh, actually, I yes. had it right. Wow. I, I I'm always afraid I'm going to pronounce it. You called him Lydell. It's it's Lytle. L-Y-T-L-E. There you go. That's yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, like I always thought that was a cool story or even back in the day with a rich Franklin, you know, the, the fighting math teacher. Uh, I always like those kind of stories. Oh, and like Sean Carwin, big fan of him. Like the regular people who fought kind of image. I was always a big fan of that. And DC wasn't like a, a regular dude that fought. No dude. He's an Olympic athlete. If, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, obviously he's a regular dude too, but his entire life has been athletics, you know? Well, yeah, he was a high, high level wrestler. He made the Olympics, but like he's the the every guy as well. He's the guy out there, you know, coaching little kids wrestling for free and like hooking them up with like uniforms and all sorts of other good shit, like just because he's that guy. Right, right, right. From all accounts, except for uh, he is actually supposed to be a really good guy. A couple of his comments have set with me wrong, but then again, he was feuding with somebody. So people will say shit occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, these things these things happen, but I right, right. I've never heard anyone with like a foul thing to say of Daniel Cormier outside of John Jones. Right? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't have a good thing to say about most people? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he huh. runs into pregnant women and flees the scene, only to come back to get the rest of his weed. <laughs> well, at least he has his priorities straight, but that doesn't make him a good person. No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, and his, um, continuing tactics with, uh, the UFC to try to negotiate, I think are going in the wrong direction entirely. Have you seen his lead- latest series of tweets? No, I've kind of just ignored him since he said, Hey, I relinquished the title and I want to be released, <laughs> which is actually a good idea. Cause it, it's all more bullshit. Like saying that he was severely underpaid for super fight after super fight in his twenties. You know, saying he only made two or three million dollars and, you know, and how uh, it's then while he's not asking to be repaid for that, he, you know, he wants to see change and yada, yada, da. And it's just like, dude, 
Dude, motherfucker, when did you ever have a super fight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, none of those are super fights. Those are mostly you trouncing people on your way to the title, and then some some uh, title fights, a lot of them, which were questionable in the first place. Not that he won, just the people that he was fighting. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's the fact that, like, and once he, like, initially ascended, there was the idea of, like, the super fight with Anderson Silva. He never took that. He never took a super fight with a heavyweight. And oh, now no. that he wanted to take one with Nganu, who is a fucking, let's be honest here, like he's a one trick pony at heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And he wanted ridiculous money to do it. So, what does that tell you? He didn't even really want it that bad. Right, right. I, you know, I'll be honest. When uh, I saw Nganu, is that how you say it? Nganu, yeah. Nganu, uh, fight and like that run forward swinging thing. The second, I mean, obviously it worked, but to even to someone as uh, unskilled as I am, uh, you know, to the to the naked eye, I was like, oh, dude, that that wasn't good at all, dude. You just happened to hit him with one of those. That was not that shit's not going to work on anybody that knows what they're doing. I think John okay. Jones saw that exact same exchange and went, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll fight that, dude. I wouldn't put it that way. So like, he's not always just out there just winging punches. Like if you remember. When he, you know, lifted Overeem off of his fucking feet with an uppercut. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> no, he no, has I, yeah. some skill there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I know. And, I, and I, if he yeah. if he connects, like you're going into next week. The thing is, is that's all he has, and we saw that when he fought Stipe. Is right. once it was no longer just a stand up throwing bombs, he didn't know what the fuck to do. Right. Right. Right, and I, I guess I just meant it, not so much uh, the lack of skill that I, uh, in that, since, 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 as you mentioned, he does have a fair amount of skill. Just the willingness to throw, move forward and throw willy-nilly like that. I'm sure John Jones uh, has has well enough skill to take to pick him apart. And, you know, uh, it, I just can't imagine him being scared of something like that. Uh, as long as he does, avoids getting hit, which he's very good at through a various different methods. Um, it wouldn't be much of a fight for him. Well, all he would do is he would just maintain distance with that teep kick to the knee. Mm -hmm. And then he yeah. would eventually close the distance and clinch against the cage and trip him. And then once Ngannou's on the ground, like, he's no good. Right, right. If he didn't poke him in the eye before that. Well, yeah, that's the standby in case everything else isn't working. Yeah. Just yeah. Fingers in the face. Just poke him in the eye. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, I'm not really a John Jones fan either. He's a great fighter. He really is. But I, yeah, he's not undefeated. Like he just, he's lost several fights that he's got gift wins from. And he's a piece of shit person. So like that doesn't help him. Exactly. Uh, what else you got, Ryan? That's all I got. That was the the UFC news from today, which there's quite a bit of, and good things are coming. All right. Uh, in the completely different topic, uh, what I've learned today is don't say shit about anything, dude. There's my advice to you and everyone that we're listening. Don't say shit about anything. Uh, if you think it, all right, well, in that case, podcast over, join us again. Never. Cause we're just done talking. Yeah. No, let me rephrase that. Don't use social media to say shit about anything. I guess that still includes our podcast, but, uh, I'm referring specifically to you guys out there. Uh, especially if you happen to be, uh, a public figure, 
If you're a public figure, don't say shit about anything right now. If you're a public figure, uh, and also, oh, let me rephrase that. If you're stupid, really don't fucking say anything. Uh, if you ever, if you're not sure if you're stupid, ask a friend. Uh, they'll let you know. In these trying times, they'll be blunt. Um, cause this is very important. If you're stupid, you're going to go on social media and ruin your fucking career right now. Uh, I've got like five different, well, I'm sorry, actually yeah, three different web pages open about stories of people going on social media and ruin their fucking career. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, now, now some of them, you know, it's, it's the, just their fault of being stupid because it's stuff they said in the past. Uh, and other ones, it's stuff they said fucking yesterday. <laughs> and if you don't know, you shouldn't be saying questionable things on social media yesterday. Well, then, yeah, you deserve everything you get. Uh, leading off, CrossFit CEO, CEO's George Floyd tweet causes Reebok athletes and gyms to drop partnerships. This guy did a dumb thing. Um, I'm not yeah, even he sure. Did a he did a retarded thing. Yeah. Like, think about it. He created CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, how many injuries are attested to this guy? He's a fucking criminal of the highest order. But that's not what this is about. Um, apparently, someone posted a the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation posted a uh, tweet that said racism is a public health issue. Um, and Greg Glassman, the CrossFit at CEO, posted it's Floyd nineteen. That was the entirety of his tweet underneath that. Yeah, didn't he also come out and say something like he said more shit? I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he's kind of a, a douchebag anyway. Like I guess right, right. fuck it. He's the head of CrossFit. Yeah, we should just get rid of him anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know it, it's uh, and it's not going well for him. Obviously, he's uh, already had like all kinds of affiliates and uh, Reebok uh, dissolved their pot partnership, and that was a big one, obviously. Uh, there's so, you know, I mean, they have entire fucking games. Yeah. We will, we will fulfill our remaining contractual obligations in 2020. Uh, we always listed a CrossFit games, competitors, fans community. But after that, that entire shit's over, which is gotta be a bummer for all these fucking CrossFit athletes. Uh, and some of them take that shit pretty seriously. Do you know who Annie Thor's daughter is? No. Okay, uh, while I'm talking, just look up Annie Thor's daughter, and you, you'll be able to tell how seriously she uh, takes uh, CrossFit. <laughs> I want to, all of those people are fucking. It's basically a cult, anyway. Yeah. But like <laughs> to quote Kenny Powers, like I'm not here to be the best at exercise. <laughs> yeah, and well, and and she well, she's a very pretty girl, but uh, and, you know, but she's got like an eight pack and is, and is kind of shaped like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, she's on horse meat and HGH. Right, Literally I would assume all so. of them are. Yeah, it's uh, is she. I mean, is she's an impressive physical specimen. Don't get me wrong. If you know, she looks like a fucking you know Norse Viking woman or something shit like that. You know, which is not surprising considering where she's from. From, um, but she, you know, if I if I needed to someone uh, to help me like raid a village, she'd be high on the list. Uh, but no, she doesn't look natural in any way, shape, or form. Uh, or, or particularly good. I mean, at that, as, at a certain point, you're. I realize you're going for a certain, uh, like you're going for skills and you know strength to do these actual things, but you're making yourself look horrible. <laughs> oh well, I guess I'm too vain to make make myself look like that. <laughs> yes, because you have the genetic potential to actually hold that much muscle. That keep I'm thinking sure. that, Jack. I'm. I'll keep thinking that. Just catch me in 15, 20 years, man. 
<laughs> I, that's all the time I need to overcome my genetic disadvantages. I'll be You'll like be the most 60 year old. Yeah, we I know this. About that. <laughs> okay, number two. MTV fires the challenge cast member D D I can't say her last name over black lives matter comments. Do we even really need to read what the what comments were? I haven't even bothered to read the, uh, uh no, we don't even need to, it. we don't even need to talk about this one. This is just some random person on an MTV reality show. Yes. Like this person isn't even famous enough to matter. <laughs> so let's just move on. What, what else you got? Okay. Let's see. What else do we got? Reality stars fired for calling cops on black co-star yeah that's uh, more reality bullshit so uh, yeah, yeah let's just skip yeah. that one too okay well <laughs> okay but yeah but uh, do you see a trend here <laughs> basically well, stop doing trend, stupid the, fucking shit but the trend is uh, two out of those three are attention whores to begin with like mm-hmm. that's their entire like profession so does it surprise you that they sent uh, some attention whoring shit and yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. biting them. Like they—that's who these people are. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and there, and it's a variety. Obviously, reality shows come in all different flavors. So, if I understand correctly, these are the like semi-normal people that they're following. You know, not famous people, but they're following around for a reason. I, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, they're from a show called Vanderpump Rules. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know why they're following around these normal people. Uh, uh, in other reality shows, it's because if they have an interesting thing like Pawn Stars or some shit like that. These just all look like fucking socialites or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, certainly not people I want to be interested in, in watching. So yeah, no harm done in the long run, but still. Uh, but the point being, uh, Hollywood is really out there to prove themselves that uh, for, to prove that you know uh, they're not stepping on anyone's toes and trying to, you know, make sure everyone's all, you know, basically no one, they, no one wants to associate themselves with anything, even uh, a slight smell of racism or anything like that. So if well, you've ever said anything, so stupid, that these, that these people that are crossing the, you know, the quote unquote line, hmm. these people aren't important enough for those companies to hmm. not just get rid of them. Right, right. And in these cases, and also it turns out like uh, two dudes on the show also were fired. Uh, and in these cases, this is the the, the false rep- police report was from 2018. Uh, and apparently the uh, tweets for the other two dudes were like when they made when they were teenagers. Uh, so, uh, and you know, it, they all apologize and all that good shit, but it didn't make any difference. As you mentioned, they were not important enough to even risk it. So they were all fired immediately. Well, yeah, we talked about this before, like the people that end up getting, you know, getting fired for shit they do that has nothing to do with their job. Like, sorry, this really is what business is anymore. Like, if you are more of a PR hazard than money you bring into the company, the company doesn't care about you to begin with. So you're going to be gone. Right, right. Exactly. Excuse me. And uh, at this point, in reality, stars are obviously eminently disposable because they can find anybody they want to throw on TV. You know, attention whores are a dime a dozen. I should know I am one. Uh, <laughs> we're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. In other dumb news, uh, apparently, um, and this is a case of like, I don't know how to put this, but uh, with this entire coronavirus thing, lots of people don't uh, take it serious. And 
I'm of the opinion that maybe you should. I don't think it's um, that the virus is that much essentially more dangerous than like a regular cold or not, although it does have a slightly higher death rate from what they understand. The issue is it's way, way, way more contagious than the average cold. Uh, so that's what the problem is, that it's a lot easier to spread than the average cold. And here's a case in point. Uh, an unsanctioned prom and beach party has resulted in a group of Texas high school students getting diagnosed with the coronavirus and spurned calls from those affected to be banned from attending graduation. At least 13 students from the Foster High School and George Ranch High School have tested positive for COVID-19 after re after reportedly attending a prom in Benton Katy on May 28th. The event was not sanctioned by the schools, and the group then spent the weekend at a beach house in Galveston. Uh, so, like, now there's a whole bunch of them sick. Uh, and that's just stupid. I mean, come on. There's a reason that they're doing the uh, quarantines and stuff like that. I know a lot of people think it's overblown, and it probably is. But there's one, you know, there's one thing between, you know, um, letting people do it. And the issue is being, obviously, they took no precautions whatsoever. Half of them were probably fucking the other half for the entire weekend. Uh, and like there's pictures of them on the beach, none of them are wearing masks. They're all they're like all close together and all like a shit. Um, and that's the kind of thing that's going to fuck this up. I mean, I don't, the last thing I want is, uh, this, the uh, country to get closed up again. It, it's fucking killing our country. We can't do that indefinitely. And so we need to take these reasonable precautions so that we don't have to do that again. And it sucks. I don't like wearing a face mask all fucking day. It's, it blows. Uh, but I do because that what's, that's what needs to be fucking done for at least. Uh, the near future. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? You think I'm getting worked up about nothing? Well, I mean, there's a few things at play here, right? So, like, there's definitely the reason that I won't be back into the office until, you know, after Labor Day. Um, But to that point, like, I think I think the numbers, so Texas was obviously one of the, the states that opened up pretty much right away when they could. Yeah, I believe and, so, yeah. The last two days they've seen, I think, I don't know if it was the two highest or it's just two of the highest hospitalization rate days that they've had. Uh, so, like, that's not a good sign. Like, this shit is going to bubble up again. It's just going to be, like, how much people actually care this time around. Right, there's going right. to be a lot of people in hospitals and there's going to be a lot of people that die. Like, we're up to almost 115,000 people that have died so far this year. So for people that say, you know, Oh, a bunch of people die from the flu and shit like that. Like by the time we hit the end of the end of a year, like obviously not just this year, but like the end of a full year. So it really started hitting us in like what, February ish, February, March, yeah, somewhere yes, in there. Around there. Yeah. So yeah, if you take that full year, so not just looking, you know, through December, but looking through like January, February, we're probably looking at enough deaths to be like probably four or five times a bad flu year. Right. So that right. Should, think... That's not good, but like, is it enough for people to actually take real precautions again after having to go through what we went through the first time with the government, not giving a damn some people getting a whopping, you know, $1,200 check to last them four months. Like, I don't right. know if people are going to let that slide again. No, probably not. Um, and that, and don't get me wrong. I think that some precautions needed to be made. I don't, it's, it's always a hard thing to balance, uh, you know, the national economy averse against people dying. Uh, I'm sure the people dying don't, don't give a shit about the economy at the moment. So, and which is reasonable for them. Uh, 
but at a certain point, people will be dying because of the economy too. Like how many people are going to lose their home and end up homeless underneath a fucking, you know, bridge and blowing their brains out or not having the money to pay for the healthcare they need, or wasn't able to get the healthcare they needed because, uh, uh, because the hospitals wouldn't do their, uh, procedures. Like I know several people that are having, like, so I know someone is having gallbladder issues and, uh, they keep on putting off the procedures to check on it. And she's like, well, I guess Jesus is my healthcare provider right now. <laughs> so I just pray he keeps me okay. Uh, and you know, that's a scary thing. Uh, and obviously she, you know, she's made it the last few months, but there's people out there with way more serious situations. And I know they try to address those, but for all these maybes that are out there, those people, you know, there are people out there that will die because they didn't get a chance to get checked out. Like they should have. Yeah, it's it's a balance thing, right? Like you yeah. need to you need to keep things open as you can, but you need to do it intelligently. Mm-hmm. So all of these absolute dumb fucks that are freaking out about having to wear a mask or pointing to you know research of well, mask doesn't work anyway, so I'm not going to wear one. And and you know social distancing is bullshit and like all of that stuff and how it's trampling on their rights. Like they just need to sit the fuck down and deal with it. And maybe we get through this just fine. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, you know, I'm already dealing with this with like contractors and people coming in. Uh, like uh, I had one, like one guy from the water department came by to tell us that our water is going to get shut on, th- shut off on Thursday because, uh, you know, they're uh, building, they're doing water uh, system repairs on that day. Which is great. It's the day after we open, then we're closed again. So I I spent a good part of the day calling people up and telling them the, that their reservations were no good for that day, um, which is always fun. And uh, so, but you know, the guy came in and you know, oh, he didn't have a mask on. You know, even though there's signs out in the porch, and then as soon as he steps in, he sees one of the signs on the inside, then looks at me and he goes, "Oh, I guess got to be politically correct." I'm like, "Well, say no, motherfucker. I don't want to die." <laughs> Um, and obviously I'm not too concerned about my, uh, actual health, uh, despite my previous health concerns, I'm a relatively healthy person who's, you know, I'm not an old dude or anything like that. So I'm sure if I caught it, I'd be fine. Uh, so relatively I'm relatively too- healthy. Hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Relatively healthy guy who just recently got IBS, who had a weird shoulder thing going that he was screaming while taking off a shirt that wasn't so and then fun. somehow strained something on an off day who may have Marfan, who's missing a peck, who has one eye, who has a broken tooth, who has all sorts of, you know, anal issues that they had to stick cameras up there. That wasn't fun. Is in relatively great health. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, I'm missing a kidney, but I have one really awesome kidney. Uh, his name is Steve. Uh, Randy was the bad kidney. They got rid of him. So, but Steve's kicking it. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not scared of the, of the COVID, uh, knock on wood. I'll watch. I'm now I'm going to get it and die. Cause, cause I said, I'm, you know, in, on a uh, nationally syndicated radio show that I wasn't afraid of it. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm not that concerned about it. I'm more, way more concerned with catching it without knowing it and then passing it on to somebody else. Cause starting tomorrow when the club is open, I'm going to see all kinds of people that have really good reason to be worried about it. You know, as I've mentioned before, a country club is kind of like a senior citizen's home. Uh, a lot of our members, you can't even join the club until you're 35 and the average, you know, even the average person certainly can't afford to at 35. So I would say the average person joining our club is probably in his forties or fifties. 
Uh, and, and with the joys of modern medicine, our members live fucking forever. We have tons and tons and tons of members in their 90s right now. Uh, so it is a very bad place to introduce, uh, uh, COVID-19. It will run through there like the fucking grim reaper. Uh, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that kills a whole bunch of old people. They're most well, of them pretty it's, nice. It's not looking all that rosy for you either. I mean, you are like literally a, a handful of years from getting, you know, your, your old folks mailers. <laughs> ah, dude, I'll be 47 in August. I'm not that old. That, that's yeah, still well, relatively we'll young. <laughs> that's funny. When I was 21, I thought 47 was old as fuck. Um, but now that I'm here, I'm like, eh, it's not that old. Really. I don't feel old. I mean, I feel, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel better than I did in my 20s and 30s because if nothing else, I was out, horribly out of shape my entire life up until I hit 40 and I decided I wanted to start working out. And I drank uh, a shitload from like 20, 21 to well, actually about 19 to 31. So I was, you know, uh, drunk whenever I did, whenever I possibly could be. Uh, I feel way better than I did in my 20s and 30s. Yeah, but you're still pretty goddamn old and you're still pretty <laughs> goddamn sickly. So. We'll right, see. All right. All right I'll we try need not to get, get some goddamn COVID. muscle mass on you because, you know, grip strength and lean muscle mass are one of the most heavily uh, adversely correlated to all form mortality. I actually so read something about the more, it. Yes, yeah. the more grip strength that you have, the more overall lean muscle mass, the less likely you are to just drop dead. Ah, uh, you know, at one point, uh, I, I started fucking around with those, uh, uh, grip strength things just for shits and giggles because I, uh, and this is while I was working out, but I did, wasn't doing it. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I wanted to work on my forearms cause my forearms were fucking tiny. Uh, so I started working on those grip strength things and, uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the captains of crush, uh, ones. Yeah. I think I have some of those sitting around somewhere. I think I got up to like 1.5. Uh, which is pretty good for, for me. And it's actually pretty good for the average person uh, because while I was obsessive about it and I just did it for like months uh, while I was sitting at my uh, office, I ended up getting tendonitis from it, which was not a different story, but I was pretty oh, good Jesus. at it. So, well, so my, uh, my favorite thing would be to hand someone with them go, yeah, this is the one I use and, and have them go, eh, uh, uh, and go, fuck dude. I'm like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Give that back. Yeah. That's not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure I couldn't, I'm sure I couldn't close one now. It's been a long, yeah, it's been three or four years since I stopped fucking with them. I found out that that's why uh, I st actually stopped fucking with them about the time I started lifting weights because I found out that that was actually a way better uh, way to add uh, muscle mass to your forearms. Uh, I still had issues doing uh, um, extra lifts specifically on the forearms because I tend to, I tend to get tendonitis because they were just too weak at that point. But uh, over time, the compound lifts and, th and, and things I were doing end up building them up enough that uh, uh, that they actually have forearms now. I'm pretty happy about that. Although they you might what, be gone you know now. Get, you know what would have given you more like actual muscle mass in your forearms than doing hmm. those stupid captains of crush or whatever? Yeah, those didn't work too well. Deadlifts. That, you know, that's probably where I got the forearms that I did from, it was from doing deadlifts. And as I mentioned, uh, for those that don't know, I, I lost, uh, I lost a shitload of weight after I, I got cancer and I haven't gained much of it back. I weighed two Oh five before I got sick. Uh, the first time I dared weigh myself, I weighed one seventy, 
uh, after the cancer. And now I weigh about 183, 185. So I still got about 20 pounds to go to get back to where I was. Uh, but at the time, uh, I, I had to laugh. I remember at one point, uh, I, this is when I was living with my roommate, Ulysses. Uh, he was working on something at his desk, and uh, I asked to borrow a pen or something. He's like, yeah, it's right there. So I, you know, I reached across to him. He was like, fuck, dude, you've got forearms. I'm like, huh? He goes, I mean, they're not, he goes, well, there's, I mean, there's not, a, they're not huge, but you never had any before. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> it totally made my day. <laughs> and it was, yeah. and it was most likely from deadlifts, I imagine. Well, so that's the, that's the thing I can tell just about anyone. Like someone will be doing like calves or doing some stupid lift that really isn't worthwhile at all. Like the way that deadlifts and heavy squats like stimulate your hormonal system and the central nervous system, like quite literally whatever you want to make bigger, you just go do some deadlifts. They're going to be bigger than you focusing on some dumb lift. Hmm. Speaking of which, uh, today was a uh, chest day and it was the first time I had added significant weight uh, from what I was using before. Uh, well, I, define significant. Like 20 pounds. It's actually not bad. Good yeah. job, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it ended up only being ten pounds than what I was using before because uh, last last week was a was a uh, deload. So I, I dropped ten since I wasn't using that much. I I couldn't drop that much, so I dropped ten pounds off of it. And then uh, this week I added twenty back on. So and and I was able to do fairly well, and I was pretty happy. Uh, also added to the um, uh, skull crushers. Um, what else? Uh, and and the bench press was both uh, wide grip and, and regular. So let's see. Then there were skull crushers. I added weight to that. Um, and I actually I weighed added added weight to pretty much everything. Cause we because we also had the standing rows that day, and I added weight to the dumbbells for that. So it was it was a good it was a good workout. I was pretty happy with it, and I still managed to get it in in like forty five minutes, which is which is awesome. Cause I have to do it in under an hour and then I actually have other stuff to try to squeeze in there. So, uh, as far as time frame goes, the workout, I, I was happy. I, I got to work happy that day. Yeah. So in, in all the stuff I've programmed for you, like nothing should take probably more than an hour. Like I've done pretty much that same program. And I mean, there's sometimes during the strength block where I would go over an hour, but that's because, you know, I was pushing around, you know, four or 500 pounds on some lifts. Right. So my rest, intervals are are much longer than someone you know using 100 pounds right right which i'm um, over 100 pounds <laughs> other than that uh so sly in the chat uh said something about deadlifts are not people are not for people pushing 50 that is absolutely incorrect um so yes you're you're no expert and you think wrong um i've <laughs> well, actually, elaborate please <laughs> I, i'm getting to that part i'm not just gonna <laughs> shit on sly but no, so it's actually some of the more important things you can do for people as they age. So no, they shouldn't be going like balls to the wall trying to pull five, 600 pounds. But as you get older, a lot of the musculature will start to atrophy, um, especially a lot of your stabilization muscles. So if you see a lot of the old people out there with like kind of rounded forward backs and things like that, and it just looks like it's painful for them to get around. One of the best things you can do for those people is get them in and working on things like even a, like a trap bar deadlift. You got to get their body moving the way that it was designed to move and strengthening back those stabilizer muscles. And you can take someone that 
is, you know, getting around with damn near a walker or severely hunched over, their posture is going to improve. Their quality of life is going to be a thousand times better. Like these are the things we need to do. It's not about pain management. It's about getting someone's body working again. And the more you can do that, number one, the longer they're actually going to live because there is that correlation to that lean muscle mass, that grip strength to living a longer life. But like the quality of living that longer life is going to be so much better as well. Well, yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, I'm not about deadlifts and, and you know, specifically, but just weightlifting in general. Uh, I did yoga for DDP yoga for several years before I started li- uh, lifting weights. And while I was pretty happy with it, getting me in shape, um, that's all, all, you know, it, I couldn't build after a certain point. It's the, the DDP yoga will get you to a certain level and that's the level it will keep you at. I mean, there's more extreme workouts and things like that, but you're never going to build your muscles past a certain point doing body weight exercises. Um, you're just not, I mean, cause you're only working with so much weight. You can't, you can't increase your weight after a certain point. So, and so if, and for most people, that's perfectly fine. And, uh, and you can get in great shape doing body weight exercises. And most people are, would be perfectly happy with that. But I specifically wanted to build, uh, you know, past that point. And since when, once I plateaued on the DDP yoga, weightlifting was the natural answer. And I found out that I liked it way better. I like, I like lifting weights. It's, it's uh, more enjoyable to me than doing a yoga. What's up, Sly? Hi. Uh, I missed all, all that, Ryan. I, I, I really need you. I was, I was planning to ask you and Stray about this. Uh, can you please repeat what you were starting to say before I had to leave about uh, deadlifting? Yeah, so the I'm in my forties, and I, I've seen people get pretty fucked up. I got hurt once. So as you get older, there are things you can do to make sure that you're more effectively doing things. Like once you get to like your fifties and sixties, yeah, you shouldn't be like max weight trying to pull five, six hundred pounds. What you more than likely should do is switch over to something like a trap bar, use like a moderate weight, but the biggest thing is you really start to age. And as I say, start to age, it's really like you're starting the decline into death. You <laughs> need to remain active and you need to remain strong. So I did talk, I think even before you brought up that point about like the idea that lean muscle mass and grip strength are like highly, highly correlated to longer and better life. So as you have a lot of these people out there in their 60s and 70s, and they've basically sworn off things like deadlifts or squats or things like that, you see their quality of life start to decline. You start to see kind of those rounded backs or rounded shoulders. You see people not getting around as well. That's where you get those people in and you have them start picking up a trap bar, start doing some deadlifts. If you can get them in the right position, squat is something that goes a little bit more than deadlift. Like deadlift is something every body should be able to do. So you get them doing that again, you get them building back up and strengthening all of those stabilization muscles. It's going to fix their posture. It's going to get to the point that they can get around better. So not only are they building that muscle and ensuring a longer life, they're also ensuring that in that longer life, the quality of life is going to stay high as long as possible. (laughs) 
you catch all that slide? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I muted right. because I got my shitty headphones right now. All right, on. that's cool. That's cool. Uh, nice. I, I, all right, interesting. No, yeah, uh, there no, is of course, some. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, there's stuff. There's stuff you can go out there and kind of read about it. Um, I would have to, I'd have to do some searching to see some of the literature I watched on it. But yeah, a lot of folks that are more into like really worrying about movement and quality of movement. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there on older people getting back to compound lifting. Again, it's not the ego lift of we're not having them doing like doubles and triples of things at a hundred percent of their max, but like these are things you still want to be doing unless you absolutely physically can't like if you lose a leg, yeah, then you might have a problem. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, now, of course, this, the specifics of how to do it without hurting yourself are a completely different topic, obviously. Well, if you're 50 oh, or 60 no. years old and you haven't deadlifted in years, that's where you go and you find a good coach. Someone that can sit there and, you know, get your form dialed in. So when you're out there doing it every week, like, you know how to do these things properly and you know the right like set rep ranges that you should be working on. Like you're not just going in there blind because it's when people go in there blind without a plan and without good form, that's how you get, you get hurt. So anybody that tells me that no deadlifts are bad for your back or squats bad for your back, or your hip, or your knees, it's like, no, you doing them poorly is bad for your health. But if you do these things correctly, like these are the best things you can do for a human body. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, and I started, I, I went with the trap bar. Uh, I tried a couple deadlifts with just a regular bar and my body mechanics made it. So it was really hard for me to clear my knees without, you know, doing weird contortion things. Uh, so as soon as I saw the trap bar, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's for me. And I love that thing. It's, it's one of my favorite, uh, workout devices. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Well, of all the injuries I've had and all the things I've had to worry about the, the trap bar, I don't think I've had anything from that. That's part of the stray just mentioned. I've, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, it's, like two diamonds, right? Yeah, they call it a hex bar or a trap bar. It's you know, it's 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 basically a, a, some sort of a square, although a more trapezoid that you step inside, and then there's handles on either side of you that you kind of just crouch straight down and lift up that way. That way, you don't have to worry about clearing the bar if your knee and basically the weight's more centered on you as as opposed to in front of you, so it's it, you can keep better form with it. It's it's very nice. Yeah, I I highly suggest you get one. Uh, I don't. Although I believe uh, Big Dalton probably doesn't use one on the regular. <laughs> no. Well, so actually, I do use them regularly, not for deadlifts. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of weighted carries with a trap bar. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put on like two, three hundred pounds, and do like you know twenty, thirty foot walks. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, that's that's a long walk. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, but I just use them. I just, that's, that's not that far, Jay. Well, it is with fucking 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had, uh, I've had to move when at my, at my best. And I'll be honest, I was never super duper strong at my best. I was using, uh, 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 probably one or two sets of five. Oh, I can't try to remember what my deadlift schedule was. Um, but I was only lift using like 230 or 240 pounds as my lifting weight at the very top. You know, like I think I'd do five sets of five with that. 
Um, and I was proud to be able to do that. Uh, I remember I was proud when I was, it was able to fucking lift my own weight. <laughs> uh, or the same thing with bench press. Although I didn't quite get that cause I kept on getting, uh, slightly, um, no, actually I wasn't able to do that. Was, oh, with the, with the bench press, I wanted to be able to work out with my, with my weight. And I was always slightly behind cause I gained uh, just enough muscle mass to, uh, stay ahead of it. Yeah. Like when I was 170, I was, I was working out with like 160. Then one, once I hit 180 in weight, I was like working out with 170. And once one, by, by my max, when I was at 205, I was only working out with like 185 sets of five. Um, so I would, couldn't uh, quite capture that goal. Yeah, we should get you to the point that you're benching at least 225. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I might have been able to bench that before. Like as I mentioned, that was the weight I was working out with. I was working out with like 5 sets 5 180. Uh hey Tanner, how you doing, boss? Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you? I am excellent. How's your day going? All right, man. Actually really fucking good. <clears throat> day well, off you today, go. you know. Went on a bike ride, worked on some bikes. Um yeah, it's been it's been a good day. So uh, I haven't been listening. Um, so you're talking about your your lifting regiment? It's going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I managed to add a whole bunch of weight to, to my list today, so I'm pretty happy about that. And we, we were talking about what I used to be able to do when I was actually before I got sick. Um, and while my numbers weren't amazing, they're probably better than you expect because at my best, I weighed about 200, 205. Uh, so while I didn't look gigantic being my, my height, I was actually sort of big. I was, I was at the point where people were starting to make comments. Like I had a cousin go, Oh, you're getting pretty big, dude. I'm like, Oh, I'm working on it. So of course I got <laughs> sick, right? So of course I got sick right after that, but I knew I was reaching a point where people noticed. So I, I was pretty happy about that. Uh, I'd just be happy getting back to that. Although from what Ryan's uh, saying, I will be gigantic and huge here almost tomorrow. So what's your <laughs> lift? I mean, do you have something you prefer to do that you enjoy that's like, you know, that, that you feel that is, is comparable to strong people or, or you know? Oh, be, well, uh, before I was always good with the, I was always happy with my overhead lift. Uh, I like doing bench presses. I'm happy. Uh, I was one of my favorite lifts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, before I got sick, uh, like I, I think and these are just guesses because I never tried to max out because I could it'd be easier to tell you what I worked out with on the regular before I got sick. It was like 180 on bench press, five sets of five uh, on uh, on deadlift. It was like uh, 225. Uh, I don't think I ever did five sets of five because I think the program was on said you weren't supposed to do that many uh, right. bent over rows. I think I was at like 175 sets of five uh, overhead press. I think I was at that one was a rough one to get up. I think I was at 80 pounds or 90. You pounds, did five you did five, five you did five. You did five sets of five with one seventy on a, on a straight bent over row. I think so. Yeah, my bet my uh, uh, re just recently that's I was strong. doing five. That, dude, that's that's. I think uh, that's heck, fairly fucking strong for a guy with your leverage issues. Yeah, uh, heck, just recently, back in January, when I, when I was trying to do my old regiment, I was uh, I I had just started working out again. I'd already got it back up to like one twenty uh, for five sets of five. Apparently, that's a strong point for me. <laughs> Yeah, they do um, five by five with yeah. one seventy for for your for your frame because when you're bent over, there's a lot of because you have such long leverages. <clears throat> um, right. That's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of pressure on your lower back. I, I'm surprised, you, honestly. That's to me, I think that's fairly fucking strong, dude, for a guy your size. Oh, right. 
Thank you. I'd like to, uh, obviously I'm not that right now, but I th- I'd like to get back there. I uh, like right now. I haven't done it since January, but, and I've worked out and gotten better, but it wouldn't surprise me if I could do at least five sets of five, 130, 140 right now. Uh, I could be, I could be talking bullshit and, and be not even close to that, but uh, it was always one of my better lifts. Uh, it was funny when back in January, I uh, documented on the OG uh, when I first started to try to work out again and I was posting my weights and, you know, and someone mentioned that my bent over row must be my strong point because it was going up faster than everything else. Yeah. That's, I think that's fucking strong, man. You know, you got you you, with your long ass limbs and shit, you have a long way to travel with that bar in, in whatever your lift you're doing, you know, bench shouldn't be a strong point for you. Um, I would say deadlift probably would be a good strong point for you just because you're long. So you don't have to, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but don't tall people deadlift better generally than, than short squatty people or no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, especially so because they end up having such long arms. So like right. if they can get into a good starting position, like you're going to be pretty set for, for deadlift. I mean, look yeah, at the I think that's... like world record, right? Like look at half Thor. He's pretty tall fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's one of the only lifts that really is advantageous to a guy like you, uh, Jay, because everything else, you were talking bench, that's just a long way to travel with that bar all the way down eccentric and all the way up concentric. That's that's just you're moving the bar a lot further than than a guy my size who's 5'9 with fucking T-Rex arms. <laughs> right. Now, but, but uh, I would assume that in certain lifts, uh, tall people would have advantages from just from the different leverage. Uh, cause I found, uh, in life, even though I've never been super duper strong in certain situations, I was able to, uh, use leverage to overcome that. Um, I wonder if, is that the case in like, uh, like jujitsu and those kind of things? Do you guys uh, have issues like tall people with using leverage <clears throat> against you? I have, I had trouble when I used to roll with Tamden McCrory, I used to have trouble because that guy is six, four and he's all arms and legs. I couldn't stay out of a fucking triangle with that guy. He would bait me from one side to the next side and he would throw and he was quick. He'd throw up triangles. He was all legs. So yeah, in jujitsu, somebody with, with long appendages is actually very, very tough to deal with, especially if they can move really well and they have good hip flexibility to where they can slide legs in and, and knee on or uh, slide a knee in and pull like like knee guard type stuff. It's hard to deal with guys with, with long appendages for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but of course, the uh, disadvantages is uh, um, for the most part, uh, taller guys are thinner, so they probably don't have the strength of the uh, shorter squatty guys that you roll with. Yes, in, in, in jujitsu though, and Ryan can tell you this, strength is very deceiving. I've rolled with, you know, uh, I'm in an Ivy League uh, college town, and these fucking computer nerds are, that, that are very intelligent, they're very deceiving because physically don't look all that imposing, but they're intelligent, they're intelligent leverages, and they throw themselves, they just thrust themselves into uh, learning and they're it's 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 deceiving you see these guys are hunting kind of nerdy and next thing you know you grab a hold of them they've got this functional strength rolling constantly and learning about positions and and uh positional leverages and stuff that um yeah it's 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 jujitsu is very deceiving you know because you got guys that you think that you would just run through and you're like, holy shit, I can't break your frames. I had this one guy 
who was a, a, a Cornell guy that went to, he did study abroad in Brazil and he moved, he was probably one of the guys that I saw move from white belt to purple belt. He went from white belt to purple belt in like two years. And, and this guy, I couldn't break his frame. He was just freaking little computer nerd, but I could not get through this guy. He was just very strong and very smart. And, and that's, that's jujitsu for you. You know what I mean? It, it's, it takes, it, there's, there's the mind thing, there's the physical thing, and then there's just being tenacious. And then, and, and some of these guys just are, are, they're sleepers. You sleep on them and next thing you know, you're, they're fucking your world up. <laughs> Question for you, uh, sir. Are you going to be around Sunday? No, I'll be working Sunday. Oh, that's too bad. Wow, we're going to have Serena, what's going we're on? Serena back on. Serena de Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the very same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, uh, is she is she calling in at the normal hour, the six o'clock hour? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if she's if it's anything last like last time, she'll probably stick around for most of the show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I missed I missed the last show she was on. Actually, I never I never listened to it. Oh, we should. She was great. She, uh, she's a really cool person and actually it turned out to be real. Well, I knew this already since I was friends with her, uh, but she's very personable and, uh, and engaging too. So it was a great show. Such a good oh, friend that you can pronounce that... her last name. Do I sound like <laughs> shit guys? That I've is seen not in the chat problem. that I sound, you, you, that I sound horrible. You, now you sound fine. You, you went through a period where it sounded like you were, you stuck your phone up your ass and was like, you know, doing jumping jacks while you're trying to talk. Uh, but now well, you I actually right. did. I, I stuck it up my ass and put it on vibrate and I hit that prostate oh, that's... like, like, like a fucking doctor. <laughs> Speaking of doctors in the bad news department, uh, turns out I was correct. I do have a hernia. Yay. Sweet. So I, you're going to go on there have, and get the, get the mesh put in or what? I have the mesh put in. They put in mesh last time when they fixed this last double hernia back in January. Uh, the yay part was complete sarcasm. I am so fucking upset, dude. I'm tired of this shit. I follow, followed all of the uh, you know recommendations. Didn't work out until they said I was supposed to work out. I don't know. The only thing I could possibly think of is I tried to rub one out too soon and hurt myself. I that's I don't know, dude. I'm I'm so frustrated. <laughs> So do you have to get it repaired or are you just going to fucking uh, push through it? What are you going to do? Have, I don't know. I haven't even, I haven't talked to uh, the uh, dick doctor I, or whatever they call the, the what they, when they fix hernias near the groin. Uh, the only reason I know about it is because when I went into the emergency room a couple weeks ago for the IBS, they did a CAT scan and they didn't say shit to me, but I was kind of thinking that I might have had an issue. So I went on to the hospital uh, and you can check all of your records and your results and stuff. And right in there, it's just said a, a, a a small tear, uh, small fat field build, uh, tear, ingenial tear, hernia, whatever, whatever it is. So it's, uh, it's it, supposedly it's small. Um, I'm going to try to ignore it until next year. Uh, cause I don't, I can't take time off to do it right now. Um, but I don't want to have it fixed again. God, it was, it sucks so much the first time. And how many times am I going to have to get this done? I mean, do, am I just not allowed to work out? Can't, can I not lift weights? Is that the type, type yeah. of person that I am? So, so how sorry. The fuck I'm you, sorry, I don't mean to complain. No, how, how the fuck are you going to squat and deadlift? I mean, all that inner abdominal pressure is going to fucking blow that thing out, correct? Or well, no? it, well, it's it's not a uh, uh, that that type of hernia. It's a, it's an ingenial hernia, so it ba it's basically right in my groin area, uh, basically between my ball and my leg area. That'd be about where it is. Um, so uh, I, I don't right, know. Right, but I, but while while you're lifting, if you're lifting correctly. 
you're, you're holding a tremendous amount of force internally and that force is pushing out and inevitably it's going to push out there as well. I would think, or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. He's going to become prolapse Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not, uh, um, an anatomist, but I would think that if, if you're, if you're lifting correctly, you're, you're, you should be creating a tremendous amount of un- internal pressure and that internal pressure is going to leak wherever it's weak. And if you're weak there, it's going to leak there, meaning you're going to blow that fucking intestine out there or whatever the hell's leaking out. Well, it's, well, it's called a, uh, it's a fat, uh, it's over fat right now. So that's what it'll leak out is fat. Um, so it's not dangerous from what I understand in like, you know, in like certain hernias where you can leak blood, blow it on intestine, twist it up and kill yourself. Okay. Um, right. from, uh, it's, uh, um, now several people have told me that this is a bullshit advice for my doctor. Uh, I think, I believe you, Ryan, you're one of them, but I had a doctor tell me, cause I asked about this. I was like, I want to work out, you know, but I know I'm not supposed to. He goes, well, if you want to work out, work out. He goes, does it hurt when you work out? I'm like, no, it doesn't bother me when I work out. He goes, well, go ahead and work out. I, go, well, oh, I was like, well, what that. if I make it worse? <laughs> well, I was, that's, uh, to, uh, to continue, I said, well, well, what if I make it worse? He goes, well, what if you make it worse? I go, well, won't I have to, you know, uh, I go, that's bad, right? He goes, well, what happens if you, if, if you uh, work out and you make it worse? Uh, I, he goes, you'll have to go get that surgery. The same surgery you're talking about getting right now. He goes, it's not, it's not a life risk for you or anything like that. Uh, so work out. And, and, and then if it gets too bad, go get the surgery. Well, it sounds to me like he's just pushing you to fucking get that surgery so he can uh, collect that check. <laughs> no, different, different, different guy. He's got nothing to do with it. It's just my general practitioner. The, the, herger, the hernia surgeon said, oh, no, work out. You must, we must fix that. You know, a nice uh, Hindu lady or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I got shit blowing out of my body, I don't know if I want to create that internal pressure that's going to foster that any further. But that that's just me, and maybe I'm a pussy, but... You know, I don't like shit poking out of my body. I like shit poking in my body, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it, and it's already reached a point where it's <laughs> pained me occasionally. Not when I'm working out, just random pains. Uh, but I, I know how to deal with that. Interesting well, fact. It should, it, okay, it should be more like when you are working out. So especially when Tenor's talking about bracing. And I don't know if you've really ever kind of looked into how to properly brace, Jay. Mm-hmm. But like one of the one of the best pieces of advice I've I've heard and this was actually, so it applies to both bracing and then it also talks about, you know, how you, you should really be sitting into a good squat. But number one, when you're bracing, when you're breathing in, you should be thinking that you're breathing in starting at your taint and then filling everything up from there. So you get that good 360 degrees of pressure basically from your balls to your neck. And then the other part about squat was just about how, like, you want to think about, like, when you're dropping into a good squat, that you're opening your taint, not necessarily worrying about your knees or things like that. It's open the taint. (laughs) I like, I like, I like the feedback that I get from a belt pushing into the belt. So I know that I'm creating that, that really, really tight abdominal pressure. And not exactly just pushing my stomach out, but, but creating that pressure. Oh my God, what the fuck is that? Chainsaw Massacre over here. Um, oh, that's my penis. Uh, like, like pushing pushing into the belt. I don't know if Ryan kind of does that, but when I have a belt on, I can feel when, I, when I'm when i creating 
a good pressure that's stabilizing my spine. Well, yeah, you want and you want to feel that pressure all the way around the belt. Yes. Yep. And that's the idea of that whole like 360 degrees of pressure. And that's just another thing as far as like proper use of a weightlifting belt. A lot of people will put that fucker on and just torque it as tight as they can get it. That's not the idea. You want it to the point that you can brace out against it. And that's where you're really using the belt is you pushing into it, not it pushing into you. Absolutely. Pushing into the belt itself. That's exactly the feedback that I get when I know that I'm properly braced. Hmm. I suspect I've never really lifted very serious weight. Uh, and the reason I, I didn't think it was a big deal is because before I had this hernia fixed, uh, I thought I had that hernia for years and years and years, uh, possibly back into my 30s uh, and just, you know, didn't want to fuck with it. And, and I didn't uh, and. I still wasn't going to fuck with it until uh, it got proved that I had, until it gave me really bad issues back in, uh, you know, uh, May of a couple of years ago, which is how I discovered the cancer and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so the hernia saved my life, but I don't want to get it fucking worked on again. I'd have to, I'd have to take off or I'm not working out until December. I, I can't get it done during right now. There's no way I could take three or four weeks off. It just, it just can't happen. Uh, so basically if uh, what you guys are saying is true, I can't work out until December. Dude, I don't want to not do that. I'm just starting back up again. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, okay. I don't want your to level. I'm not necessarily going to tell you don't lift. Right. Cause I don't think you are at the level that you're reaching your potential. Like when you even think that you're lifting heavy, you're not lifting as heavy as you could be. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, right. that's what I want to hear. Cause I don't think I'm, I'm pushing enough weight for it to be an issue right now. A year from now under, under your uh, tutelage, maybe, but like right now, I don't think I could be lifting enough to actually hurt myself. I was kind of well, semi-serious when I said the, that. It's not the amount of weight either. It's, it's how much force you're having to put into your body. Right. So I don't even think you necessarily know how to properly brace yet. So I just linked mm-hmm. something in the chat here and I can put it in the OG as well, but like, there's a way that you should be bracing for lifts that I don't think you're currently doing, uh, which is probably, probably making it to where you're 20, 30 pounds light on most lifts anyway. Hmm. So yeah, you're not to that point that you are really like, you're really biting down in some of these lifts. Like you're probably not, you know, bracing hard enough. You're probably not to the point that you're even like, I doubt you're wearing like a mouth guard when you're lifting because you're not no. tensing that fucking hard. Like there's a lot of things that you're not doing that like people that would be, that would tend to completely like tear out a hernia or, you know, shit out their intestines would do. <laughs> <laughs> right. I say we just get them on a fucking cycle of trend and, and, uh, and test and just let them get fucking crazy. <laughs> well, I told him to go to an anti-aging clinic. Yeah, like, well, they're, that, not, they're, not gonna give them, they're not going to give him trend. Test. No, they'll give <laughs> they him won't the give test. him trend. Though. <laughs> we, can, we can start him on the test, and then once he's at a really good level, there, then we can just start adding things to the cycle. Right. They oh, won't take dude, my, you, I don't think my Could you imagine? That. Could you imagine what we could turn Jan to with a with a fucking just a high dose of trend and some test? And and just have them post every day on the OG post a, post a recent picture, and people would go fucking nuts. 
<laughs> I've had a bazillion people tell me that like one cycle would do me a world of good. They, you know, no, no one thinks that Jay should be taking steroids for long terms. But I've had a ton of people say, "Dude, one cycle, that you'd be fine. Well, you you'd should be on TRT. Girl. Like you should yeah. be on TRT for the rest of your life at this point. Yeah. Like I, you're old I enough know. that you should be doing this. Hell, I'm like two birthdays away from purposely." tanking my test and going into one of those places just to make sure I get the highest dose. You know, you know how many people I know do that? Take a freaking they'll do they'll do a uh, they'll do a cycle and then cycle off and not do any HCG or any fucking post or anything and just completely tank their test and go to the doctor like, "I don't know what's wrong, doc. I can't get it up anymore. I got no energy." Next thing you know, they're getting fucking government issue shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's what I'll do. I will that's jack funny. off like 30 times the day before, stay up all night, eat like eight bags of Twizzlers. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, sir, you have negative testosterone. What the fuck happened to you? Like, You're basically a female. This is weird. Are you trans? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Shit. Uh, well, guys, it's uh, I hate to say it because I'm having fun here, but I, I got to go. Uh, we're probably going to have to call it a show. Um, you guys have anything you want to cover last minute before we get out of here? No, no I got I'm fucking good. nothing. All right. All right. Well, as always, I appreciate you calling, Tenor. You are fucking awesome. Uh, I want to thank the OG <laughs> Army. Uh, you, uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up, but we can't do the show without you. I also want to thank my co-host, Big Dalton. Uh, Dalton, you got anything? Uh, two things. So first thing after the show, be sure to go to the Other Ground Live thread on the Other Ground. We will obviously be posting the YouTube version of the show, but directly for you, Jay, I will be posting that video about bracing. Like This is one of the most basic concepts of lifting that you never learned. So okay. learn that. Okay. And number two, most importantly, fuck all y'all <laughs> yeah everyone have a great night we'll see you tomorrow at six bye-bye all right y'all peace